No matter if the economy is up or down, healthcare careers continue to grow, especially in management. Stevenson University Online's Master's in Healthcare Management can put your career on a new track, especially for career changers with previous business, HR, or technology backgrounds. Discover new opportunities with our healthcare management masters. No GREs, no application fees, and 100% online. Visit online.stevenson.edu slash healthcare management. Yeah, it's called Conversations with Jeff, not Screaming Matches. Yeah, yeah I, 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 you and I do not agree on Calvinism. But look how nice we are to each other. I think it's going to really shock a lot of people, thrill a lot of people. A lot of people are going to have to do some soul-searching. It's like, you know what? What are you doing? You're spending all your time trying to destroy another Christian because you don't understand what's going on mm-hmm. when you should be out there winning people for Jesus. Right. Thank you for the job you're doing. Thanks for being willing to address these kind of issues. They're vital to the church. I feel sorry for what's coming your way, but God bless you, man. It's it's a good, healthy conversation, and, and let's keep growing together in the Lord. People won't change unless they hear the truth, though. And so we need to know the truth, uh, speak the truth. And then the last one I would say is that we need to stay in the truth, uh, no matter what the consequences are. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Conversations with Jeff. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, again, we're we're coming to you, bringing you guys uh, different different Christian um, either podcasters or pastors or theologians and all that kind of stuff on this show. So we're trying to do this on a on a pretty consistent basis. And uh, so make sure you guys are actually subscribing. We've got a Rumble channel. We've also got um, Apple Podcasts. We, we I think we're discussing actually launching a, a locals channel for the Gatekeepers as well. So definitely definitely stay tuned for that. But make sure you guys are subscribing. Just want to remind you guys we've got a bunch of resources over in our online bookstore. If you go over to gatekeepersonline.com/store. We've got everything from our uh, books, Church and State, How the Left Used the Church to Conquer America. we got Social Injustice, Exposing the False Gospel of the Social Justice Movement. we got Pastor Sam Jones' new book, Five Steps to Kill a Nation, Upside Down, Upside Down in America by Dr. Mike Spaulding. And we've also got a bunch of used books in there as well, uh, a bunch of resources that um, I've got. My library's gotten too big. Kind of, kind of clearing that out. So actually, you guys can actually get a bunch of different resources there as well. So if you go to gatekeepersonline.com slash store, you can use code Jeff at checkout for 10% off of anything over there. So definitely check that out. Use that as a resource and definitely stay in the loop with what's going on. And we're trying to do everything we can to help to equip you guys uh, with everything going on in the church and the- theologically and all that kind of stuff. So definitely, definitely check that out. So uh, without further ado, we're going to bring on a good friend. We're bringing on Alex Stone, who's actually the the newest addition to the gatekeepers, but Alex, welcome to conversations with Jeff. Glad we can sit down and chat here for a little bit. Thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. So, so I kind of want to give everybody a chance to, to, to get to know you a little bit. So I would love to, you know, give you a chance to kind of share your testimony and then really what, what got you into, you know, starting your podcast, um, a Stonewall's perspective. Yeah, man. So I, like you said, Alex Stone, I'm old. I've kind of grown up in a Christian household my whole life, you know. I've gone to church for, for all of my life. I've gone to a Christian school for most of my life. And, so, and I said the sinner's prayer that, that every Bible Belt kid 
says when we're about four or five, like at VBS or Awana. So I said that I got back when I was six and it was just, you know, kind of something that I did every week on, on Sunday and Wednesday because I grew up in that. And so things kind of started to change when I entered the third the fourth grade. So my parents, they decided to take us out of the homeschool, out of the Christian school that we were going to and put us in homeschool. And we also moved to a new neighborhood that same year. So it was just a new environment, new people, new, new influences, new everything. And it just wasn't, it wasn't good for me because uh, most of them weren't Christian. They didn't know Jesus. They, they didn't profess to know Jesus either. So they would say and do things that um, were not honoring to the Lord. We're not honoring to Jesus. And they would um, peer pressure me into things. At first, I would say no, I'm a Christian. But then, as time progressed, uh, I I surely did start to fall into things um, that just just weren't pleasing to God. Paralegals are highly essential from law firms and courtrooms to insurance, real estate, HR, and more. If a paralegal career or law school is in your future, Stevenson University Online's Bachelor's in Legal Studies will help you achieve your goals affordably with no application fee. 100% online, approved by the American Bar Association with new online sessions starting every eight weeks. Get started today. Visit stevenson.edu slash paralegal. Stop the hacks. Stop the attacks. Stop the attacks and start taking your IT career to the next level. The Masters in Cybersecurity from Stevenson University Online can keep you one step ahead of the criminals and one step ahead of career advancement. Complete your online degree in as little as 18 months with convenient and affordable classes. Stevenson University Online, your partner for professional success. Visit stevenson.edu slash cyberwar. And so after I, after I fell the first time, it just began a snowball effect of sin. I would just fall and fall and fall. And it would get to the point where my parents would even ask me, okay, do you really know Jesus? I know Jesus. I, I said the sinner's prayer, but, but I wasn't. And so one, one day, uh, after from school, my, my, put me back in, in school that I was going to in eighth grade. And one day, uh, near the end of the year, they did something so uh, abhorrent, so evil, you know, um, and they just didn't want to see me, want to see me because we had already had all the talks, you know, and 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 uh, it wasn't going anywhere. So I, they just sent me to my room and I was just like thinking, I don't know Jesus. And so day april 28th i believe might have been the 7th I, I don't remember off the top of my head um i gave my life to a new creation and, and jesus changed me from within and so after that um it, it took a time to grow back build a relationship with jesus you know and in 2019 the summer of 2019, I'm talking to my youth pastor at VBS. We're, we're serving together, and it, it, we were at the point in VBS where there was nothing really that I could do um, because they were in service. So I was talking to my youth pastor, and I asked him, hey, I want to start a Facebook page to share the gospel. 
because that was the only social media I had. He said, we'd call it a Stonewall's perspective. So I started the Facebook page. And then after that, a few weeks later, I start the podcast. I go seven episodes. And then I the the podcast because I'm just like, this isn't going anywhere. I don't like doing it. But when quarantine hits, I have nothing better to do with my life. So I text my one of my youth pastors and I'm like, hey, do you want to be on my podcast? And so that was the first podcast uh, in April. And I've just been doing this ever since then. I've uh, been able to have a lot of great guests. Like you, I've, I've been able to interview the Gazzari. I've been able to interview Pastor Greg Locke uh, twice, twice, actually. Um, just, just the main people. Um, uh, he's been able. He allowed me to speak at his uh, Faith and Freedoms Conference, and it's just been a great time seeing how God is really blessed what I've been doing um, by being faithful to him. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's been, it's been fun even just like the last several weeks since, since I met you seeing, you know, the shows you've been putting out and the interviews and all that kind of stuff. And and it's really cool. And, 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 you know, obviously it seems like, you know, you're, you're making a really big focus on woke, woke Christianity. Right. And, you know, I know you're talking, you're talking about that a lot, but, but for, for, for you and it's in, for me, what's, what's interesting when I talk to different people, there's always, there's always a reason or something that triggers a particular focus like like for me i you know i rail against uh celebrity christianity christianity a lot because that's where i came out of you know that that was kind of that used to be my mentality and so for me i'm using that as a teaching moment you know based on my experience and things like that and so for you what was kind of your trigger or your launching point to really take a, a big focus on that yeah i don't know so like i said i interviewed pastor greg Locke, and and i know i knew kind of what his thing was progress like talk, calling out false christianity false um like progressives you know uh liberal christianity if you will and i was just like we'll just talk about that because he because he's already very well versed in it and i was just recently learning about it uh because i have a systematic theology class in my uh in my school where i was i was learning about that kind of stuff and so it was just like i'll talk about that so uh, the end of October, I, I have him on. We talk about that, and ever since then, I've just been railing against against progressive Christianity because it's not it's not Christianity at all. It's it's Pastor Greg Locke says this all the time. American Christianity has been become too American and not enough Christianity, and that's exactly what uh, progressive Christianity is. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so when when you're looking at it, because because it seems like it's this woke Christianity is really infiltrating into everywhere, including you know traditionally conservative you know Christian churches, and that's been one of the surprising things for me is is really seeing how this you know essentially heresy, this false teaching, has been infiltrating into all of these different churches, um, including ones that I, I'm like, how how did this get into here? What do you think has really been contributing to that from your perspective? Well, the Bible does say that there will come a day when they will not endure sound doctrine. That's Second Timothy chapter 4 uh, when, it, when it talks about that. And it's all over the Bible. Jesus calls them wolves in, she- wolves in sheep's clothing. Uh, it, it just really shows the depravity of humanity and God, of God in the church and in our lives as Christians. The fact that it has come to this point where, where 
we openly and ex- accepting false Christianity like progressive Christianity uh, is because of sin. Uh, there's no way around that, but people have fallen so short of the word of God. They don't know the word of God anymore. See, I think we're we're, kind of, we're kind of losing you. We're kind of losing you a little bit there. If you can just repeat repeat the like the last sentence okay. or so that you were saying. Yeah, I was basically saying that people hide anymore, and that is this is infiltrated into because people don't know whether or not to accept it. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think that, that that's that's a really good point, and and I and I think as well, it, it's it's interesting to me because. Um, I mean, obviously, there, there's a lot of Christians that, that are that are embracing this, and I think a lot of it's because there's when you're dealing with progressive Christianity, you're dealing with a very like emotional uh, kind of uh, kind of reasoning as opposed to logical or biblical or theological, right? Uh, but what's been surprising to me has been how how easily that pastors have bought into this. But it seems like it's the lay people, it's the people in the congregations that are the ones that are really realizing, oh, there there's a serious problem here. Um, and it's the pastors that are, it's like, they've got, they've got the, the wool pulled over their eyes and they, they, they can't, they can't see this. Um, I feel like that's been a really interesting observation that I've made. Uh, have you, have you kind of noticed that as well? I've noticed that. And I, I, I don't think that it's being pulled over their eyes per se. I think them trying to, of the culture so that the culture accepts the church when in reality, the Bible says that we are not of we are in the world, but not of it. And uh, instead of just in that is that's a dangerous thing when you think about because when you start to um, let's see what's the word when you start to like man I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say when you start to fall away from biblical teaching then that is a very dangerous one on. And J.D. Griar, for example, he started to accept that. And, and the SBC is now going downhill because he started that. And, and now look at where the, the SBC is. They, they elected Ed Litton, a man who says the Bible whispers about sexual sin. It doesn't whisper about sexual sin. It, it shouts about sexual sin. It shouts about sin in general. And when people start to di- distort the Bible, then that is very scary congregation. Yeah, it's been really interesting, even even watching the, the SBC and kind of the downgrade that's been going on with with guys like JD Greer and um, and Al Moeller and uh, and even even Beth Moore, who although she left because apparently the SBC was too Trump, even though. I don't know how you make that argument. It's it, it, it's strange, but it's been interesting too. Even talking with uh, with my friend Bobby Lopez, who's got a show on on the network as well, and and you know he's been a professor at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. And after this last election, where Ed Litton got got in as president of the SBC, Bobby's like, I'm kind of done. Like I'm I'm done with I'm done with the SBC. He's like, it, it's 
it's not just the leadership that's the problem. It's the people that are following. It's the people that are buying into it. And this election, I think, really showed it. I, th- I think he he endorsed, uh, I think it's Randy Adams. And, Ran- and Randy, he's like, Randy's the only one that's that's really taken a stand against corruption and and the, the good old boys network that kind of goes on within the SBC. And he's like, he only got like 3% of the vote. It's 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 pretty it's pretty crazy when when you think about that and how predominant this kind of woke Christianity has really taken over the SBC. Paralegals are highly essential from law firms and courtrooms to insurance, real estate, HR, and more. If a paralegal career or law school is in your future, Stevenson University Online's Bachelor's in Legal Studies will help you achieve your goals affordably with no application fee. 100% online, approved by the American Bar Association with new online sessions starting every eight weeks. Get started today. Visit stevenson.edu slash paralegal. The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com dash spirit park. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. you uh okay no worries the, the sbc has definitely fallen off I, I i heard most of what you said but but randy adams was one of the only ones the other one his last name is stone i don't remember his first name but but yeah mike stone yeah. that i do trust yeah mike stone so the people you trust within the sbc um people like uh uh owen owen strachan he's he's a great guy a great great professor who used to be at, at uh western um, when the runoff was happening between him and Witten, he was like, you know who to vote for. And everyone in the SBC that I trust after Witten um, was elected was very about about where this thing is heading. And I am too, because uh, I'm part of the SBC, church is part of the SBC, and I don't want to see the, the SBC go liberal, like full-on liberal. And, and I feel like that is what is definitely going on. The the SBC is definitely going down a slippery slope. Oh, that that that's for sure. And the, and I think in and again, I'm not a part of the SBC, but everybody keeps coming to me asking me what I think about uh, what I think about what's going on in the Southern Baptist Convention and and what we should do about it and all this kind of stuff. It's been interesting, kind of following along with this kind of politics that's going on within the the denomination. But I think I think one of the questions that I get a lot is should should people that are a part of the Southern Baptist Convention, should they stay and keep fighting and try to save it? Or is it better and more effective to for churches to say, like, look, 
enough is enough. We need to splinter off and do our own thing. And I feel like that's a really difficult decision either way, because I feel like there's not necessarily a right or wrong answer. But at, but at the same time, when we're looking at this, it's something that people are struggling with. I, I don't know if you have any thoughts or perspectives on that. I don't know, to be honest with you. Uh, like I said, we're part of that. He's very against abortion. He he speaks openly against those kinds of things. Uh, they aren't uh, biblical, founded in the Bible. And nowhere will he compromise on any of these, uh, these issues that the SBC is beginning to compromise on. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was looking at Twitter, and they they had a vote about it um, and, and something about it. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I reserve the vote with you, but it should have been. And if it wasn't, then that is a very big problem within the SBC that you are not going to vote unanimously against abortion. That is evil. That is being infiltrated. That is not even being, being openly invited into the SBC, liberal theology, progressive theology, and that is wrong. Yeah, well, and specifically within abortion, uh, you know, because I because I know that this issue has been very controversial within evangelicalism. It's very been very controversial within the SBC, which I don't know how it should be, but but I think I think a lot of it a lot of it comes down to the fight the fight over abortion. The primary fight, it's not necessarily over abortion itself and whether it's right or wrong. But what but but what they're what they're trying to do, it seems like, is justify their ability to vote Democrat, right? And and, and the argument that a lot that a lot of us on the conservative side of things and the Republican side is that, you know, and, and I've made the case as well. I don't think that a Christian can vote Democrat when the Democrat platform is not just tolerating abortion, but it's, it's outright promoting it. Like they want it all the way up to birth and sometimes after birth. And, and I, and I think that the issue within the SBC and the fight is over is not, is less over whether abortion is a sin or not a sin, or it should be allowed or not allowed, but whether you, you as a Christian can vote Democrat when the platform is promoting abortion and I, and I and I think that that's really where this debate and where people if people are voting against that that resolution, it really comes down to it seems like they want to be able to vote for a a pro choice pro abortion candidate uh, when it when it comes to politics, and that that's a dangerous dangerous justification. I definitely agree. The word about earlier was compromise, and that is exactly what they're doing. They're compromising compromising the truth of scripture with the lies of society and when you compromise spiritually which is you start to get passive about about things like abortion for them it's no longer a whether or not it's right or wrong which that should be the mindset of every christian it's for it in the eyes of god it's a modern day uh, sacrifice to the ancient god molech and when you start to take away the right and wrong, n- n- that is something that I've seen many people very, very far down. Like, you know, uh, I'll, I'll call someone's perfect. Okay. 
the man he used to be biblical, um, used to talk about sin, used to talk about um, the reality that we are dead in our sin and we are separated from Christ. And then he started saying, happy, and talking about these things because he wanted to think. Many, many, many people do that really care about the church anymore they all they care about is fame that thing oh it's a it's a really sad thing i, I had a conversation right, right when i first started podcasting i think it was probably like my second or third episode i i, I talked to a radio show host i'm not going to say who it was but one of one of the things that they were saying that they were telling me was to uh be aware of the way that the evangelical system works right and and one of the things that that i was told was when you look at a lot of these conferences and you look at you look at all this kind of stuff, the the people that are typically up on stage in the big mega church you know conferences or the the A list celebrity pastors, they're like they've pretty much all compromised in some in some way in or in order to get there, right? Uh, they said it's typically the people in the breakout sessions, it's the B level, the C level, you know, kind of pastors when it when it comes to you know rankings and things like that. They're the people that are trustworthy. Those, those are the people that are faithful. Those are the people that are walking through life with their churches and congregations and, and things like that. And it's been really interesting as I've kind of been in this game and you know both politics and Christianity and the church and all this kind of stuff. That that word of advice to me has really come true. Where I keep seeing this compromise from these guys that everybody idolizes, but it's it's the people that are the secondary that are considered the secondary pastors. They're not the A listers that every single person knows. Those are the people that I trust because it's it seems like they're the ones that are actually staying faithful and they're not willing to compromise. Which in all reality might be holding them back from the fame side of things, but at the same time they're doing ministry right. It seems like. You know, I, I did a podcast with my uncle who sadly passed. We were talking about kindness and forgiveness. And my uncle, Brian Baker, who who was actually in politics a little bit. He was a Missouri state representative uh, back in 2004. And I, I think um, it was 2004. He said on the podcast that he heard a a huge mega pastor before I was successful and I was pastoring a small church. And my uncle pointed out the fact that he was basically calling small church pastors unsuccessful. When that's not true because they are actually walking one-on-one against, they are being faithful to God uh, Sunday in and Sunday out. They are with their people sharing Jesus. That is success. But this pastor, he said, oh, before I was successful and I was preaching at a small church, he, he compromised spiritually to get to that point, basically was saying. If this is about success, then that is, um, that is a risk for being a pastor. That's nowhere found in the biblical qualifications to be a pastor. It's being faithful to the word of God, being blameless. You know, and, and, and many pastors have fallen away from, from both of those things. That, that's, it's a, that's a very good point. And I, th- and I think when, when, we're, when we're looking at this, we have to, 
I, I think I think a lot of these pastors they've redefined what it means to be successful as a pastor, and 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 I think you know going into ministry as of the last you know decade or two, it seems like it, it's about being entrepreneurial, right? And it's it's about marketing and starting a brand and all this kind of stuff. And I've kind of taken the approach that. I, I I would rather have a small church, like maybe maybe build up. Let's say let's say if, if I was to go into ministry and I was going to plant a church, right? I I would take the approach of okay, let's build it up. Once we get up to let's say like two hundred people ish, and again, this is just my opinion, but let's say build it up to like two hundred people ish or whatever it is, splinter it off. You know, you know, and and or if you are going to have a mega church, make sure that you are having local communities, uh, with with it within your local city or town or whatever it is where. The pastor or your local pastor is actually walking through life with you. You can actually see him live out his sermons. And I think that that's something that's missing in today's church when we're focusing on a lot of these mega churches where unless the pastor is very intentional, which I've, I've seen this in a couple of instances in mega churches where the pastor is very intentional to be um, go, going through life with their congregation, but it takes a very intentional focus on that. But it's very easy to where you see that you see the pastor up on stage, and then that's the only time you ever see your pastor during the week. And I, and I think that it's it's really important to be able to be going through life with your pastor. It's a church family. It's all that kind of stuff. That's something I think that I think is missing and maybe kind of con- contributing to a lot of the a lot of the downgrade we're seeing within the church today. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, that's a sad thing as well. Like the fact that pastors aren't with their their church members is very sad um, because many people trust their pastor with their lives but if they're not able to have the time to then that that's sad you know i go to a mega church and my pastor is is not in the middle of service like in between services we have three services and he's always 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 out talking to people, hugging people, um, meeting people, and it's amazing how how he's able to do that. Such a large church, uh, but he doesn't care about him. He will go and talk to someone like me. He's invested so much time into me, and he's helped me learn how to preach. And he's given me advice. And I'm 17 years old. He's willing to do that for me. He'll do that. Everybody. Someone just said we need to go door to door. Do, and, and that that something that isn't people aren't going aren't going and and sharing. I don't know if I lost. If you lost, I you're you're still coming a little bit, but you're starting to break up a little bit. Yeah, sorry. I just moved my there. computer over trying to get a better connection. Um, <laughs> no worries. Now, now you're coming in. Gospel. And that's a sad reality because, okay, all right. It's a, it's a sad reality that, that pastors aren't going and sharing the gospel with their flock. Yeah, well, you know that that, that that's been that's been an interesting op- observation that that I've been making as of late is that it seems like um, a lot of the pastors that we're familiar with. They'll talk about the gospel a lot, and they'll write books. They'll have conferences. They'll give sermons and all that kind of stuff in church. But those conversations don't leave the four walls of the church, right? And it's like, wh- where are the pastors that are actually going out to the lost? Like we see the Apostle Paul in the Book of Acts going into 
false idol temples and preaching the gospel. He'd go into the market. He'd go into the marketplace. He'd go into the town square. He'd go. He'd go wherever people would be and and preach the gospel. And I think we need more people like that. Like you know, and and, and again, it's one of those things where, like even like you mentioned, like you've interviewed Pastor Greg Locke a couple times. He gets a bad rap from a lot of people in evangelicalism. But I, but I gotta say, that dude, he actually gets out there and preaches the gospel to the lost. Like he he's one of the few big name pastors that I see. He'll go stand on the street corner and preach the gospel. And I'm like, okay, so everybody else that's critiquing him, where are you? Where are you at? Like you talk about it, but where, where where's the where's the actual action? Like like, and I always ask this to people, and, and when people think about this, they're like. Oh, you're right. I've never, I've never thought about this. When's the last time you saw one of these A-list pastors actually go preach the gospel to the lost? It ra- it rarely happens. But there's a handful of guys, and and I think we we need more guys like like Greg Locke who will actually go out there and he's winning people for Christ by simply being obedient and preaching the gospel to the lost. This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we need more people who are obedient to Christ in, in all that they say, all that they do, and all that they think. Um, and, and we have come to the point where that's not happening anymore. People who are unqualified to teach the Word of God are up on stage teaching the Word of God. And that is a scary thought about, to think about because if you are listening to someone who is disqualified from ministry, from from after it, then what else will they compromise on with the fact that they are disqualified? They're gonna they're gonna compromise on on very solid truths, and that's going on in today's culture, in today's society. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Now, okay, so so I, the, I always like to you know close out our, the shows with something practical. And because uh, because a lot of times we're talking about issues and, you know, it can be very theological or philosophical or whatever it is. But on a practical level, when, you know, when, you know, you're talking to people where they're like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a nobody. I, you know, I'm not a pastor. I don't have a podcast. I don't, you know, do anything. What what can I do to try to push back against this, this downgrade and this false teaching that's entering the church? What do you recommend to just everyday people just like, okay, 
what what do I do right now? First, get educated on it, know what it is out. Uh, for the past since since October, I've been uh, learning about progressive Christianity a whole bunch, and, and we talked about this on our one of our episodes. Um, that we take biblical terminology and twist it into cultural, you know, terms, and they that the Bible progress culture progresses, which is biblically uh, inaccurate. It says in Hebrews chapter. 13 verses 8 and 9 it says jesus christ is the same yesterday today and forever do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines for it is good that the heart be established by grace not which has not profited those who have been occupied with them and people are saying that the bible is changing as culture is changing that is a very 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 terrible lie in this verse right here verse 8 obliterates that in every single fashion and then it goes on and said don't be cared about with various doctrines and and man progressive christianity is a various doctrine if you ask me and so first of all get educated on it second of all tell people about it tell the people the truth about it tell them the truth in love many people will go and share the truth about things but they won't have any love when they do it. The Bible says uh, the that that um, I, think, I think we just uh, I think we just lost him here. Let's see if he comes back. Yeah, it doesn't look like we're getting him back. Looks like he's frozen. So, um, yeah. So one one thing that I would uh, that, that I'd like to encourage everybody is make sure you're checking out Alex, Alex's new podcast. It's called a Stonewall Perspective. You can find that here on on the Gatekeepers. Um, Alex, Alex, do we do we got you back now? Yeah, I got. Yeah, I'm. If <laughs> I I'm in my basement, my my office in my basement, and it makes it a whole bunch worse. So. The next time we do a pod five booster and this won't happen. Um, but, but I was basically <laughs> saying, just tell people the truth about um, in this society, in this um, false and, and do it with grace and truth. But Jesus, both grace and truth. We cannot have one or the other. Okay. Jesus, we have to have both. And many people aren't sharing both. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, so, so now we've got we've got your show now on the gatekeeper. So, if people people are following along, they want to check out your show. Uh, that you can find um, all the content and all any new shows you can find. Uh, we, we've got a Rebel page set up. Uh, I know you've got a YouTube page. You can find you find your show, a Stonewall's perspective, either place there. Make sure you guys are subscribed and have a podcast. Um, what's the best place for people to be following you on, like social media and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, on Twitter, I am a at, at a underscore Stonewall for restream, and on that's the same on Gab. On Instagram, I'm Alex underscore Stone. 121 i would change business cards with that on there so i can't 
<laughs> that's it's completely fair. Completely fair. So, but guys, make sure you guys are following him on social. Check out his podcast. Uh, he's, he's got some great guests. I know that I know this last one that was just put up with uh, Rob Manis is a great episode. So make sure you guys check that out. Uh, but Alex, I really appreciate you coming on. Welcome to the Gatekeepers family, and uh, I'm really glad part of the team and looking forward to seeing uh your upcoming shows and guests and all and all that kind of stuff thank you so much i appreciate it of course and then everybody else as well make sure you guys are subscribing to this show as well you, again you can you can find us on rumble you can also find us on apple podcasts um and then also too if you'd like to support what we're doing here at here at uh the gatekeepers you guys can actually become a plugged in member so uh you with that you just go to gatekeepersonline.com slash plugged in uh, you'll get some exclusive access to all the recordings from our online conferences that we've had. Um, you know, we've had speakers like Pastor Greg Locke, Michael Massey. Uh, we've had Bobby Lopez, J.D. Rucker, Ken Peters, Denise McAllister. Just some, just some great, great speakers, some great content. Um, and then you'll also get 30% off of everything in our online bookstore. So go to gatekeepersonline.com slash plugged in. Check that out. That's one way you guys can support what we're doing here at The Gatekeeper. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I truly appreciate it. This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC.